Was this DM right to create an OP hero and sabotage my character for it? This is a story of a nightmare D&D experience a friend of mine went through. She's not the best at conveying a story, so I've written it out for her, based on her dictation, told from her perspective. As a personal note before I begin, this is the most messed up D&D story I've ever heard, but there's a happy ending to it. For this campaign, I was playing a drow elf blood hunter, Order of the Lycan. There's a few others you'll need to know about, starting with our black dragonborn, a ranger who took care of my character. There's the DM who I was dating at the time, a fact that's important to remember as the story goes on. Then there's the problem player, who was originally depicted as a human cleric. We eventually learned that she had been lying to us, as she was actually playing a homebrewed foxfolk, a kitsune bard, using the human cleric as a disguise, one the DM helped maintain to the rest of the group even out of session. This was the start of a pattern with this player, as the kitsune lied about essentially everything, even when talking to the party, and being an eloquence bard on top of her homebrewed features, her deception rolls were insane. As in, she literally couldn't roll below a 20 insane, so nobody in character ever caught on to her. For my character, I wanted a tragic backstory, one where despite her nature, she wanted her to be a hero like the paladins who eventually came to her rescue. Because of her werewolf side, her mother had kept her caged up for most of her life, and by most of her life, I mean around 400 years. On top of this, in her most berserk form, she had killed not only her brothers, but also the one who eventually came to her rescue. None of this was by intention. She was essentially childlike, and still wanted to do good. The DM decided that four centuries of imprisonment wasn't enough, and added his own twist. My mother would come down once a week to feed me, but the food was people. Worse yet, they were children. One a week every week for 400 years. Put aside the fact that there would be over 20,000 missing kids from the same area over that time without ever getting caught or anyone making a big deal out of it. This was barbaric. The DM forced me to be a cannibal in the worst way and wouldn't listen to any logic about how impossible this was. My character wanted to be a nun, to be like the paladins who saved her, but now that wasn't feasible anymore. Another aspect I wanted was for my character to be innocently manipulative, like how a child is, because she didn't understand how things work between people. One instance of this was with the Kitsune, still pretending to be a human at that point. They didn't want to befriend the party and seemed to openly hate everyone there, but the one thing I could get them to do was protect me. Since it was our dragonborn taking care of me, I roped them into this, and with the time together the dragonborn and Kitsune actually got to be friends. Even though this didn't do any harm, the DM still forced me to reveal that I manipulated the situation for this, and after a public scolding, I couldn't use that aspect of the character anymore. So the DM has now made my backstory horrific, preventing my character's goal, and stopped me from playing my character the way I wanted. Again, I was dating this person at the time. Let's get back to the problem player at hand. Through our travels, we eventually encounter an orc, who the kitsune loots for a holy talisman. We're told this item is specifically for them, as the kitsune is missing their holy sigil, and this one just so happens to be a talisman of their god. Convenient, but all the talisman seems to do is allow the kitsune to cast things like mending as a free action, so we didn't make much of it at the time. We didn't learn what it actually was until we got to the next town, which happened to be the kitsune's home. While we're here, we get into our next boss fight, and two turns in, the kitsune decides to cast Thunderwave on the rest of the party, then casts it again and again and again, six times in a row, in the same turn. This nearly wipes the party, and at this point I have to stop the whole session. This is effing ridiculous. Why does she get to do this? Apparently this was the real purpose of the talisman, 
to allow the kitsune to cast an unlimited number of spells at will, without semantic or material components. What about verbal? According to the DM, talking is a free action, so verbal components shouldn't take an action to use. This kind of favoritism for the kitsune's player had been going on for months at this point, something I had complained about more than once already. This player even got to have a solo session, where she participated in the D&D equivalent of dogfighting, while everyone else just had to sit and watch. Did I mention this was a paid campaign? $5 a week to sit at the table and watch the kitsune be the main character. She didn't have to pay up, of course, mostly because she was doing the cast art for free. Except for me, because she didn't like my character being dressed as a nun, and would only draw them without breasts. So I'm the only one who has to pay for art that wasn't even accurate to my design. So why the betrayal? Because despite her character getting attached to the party, the kitsune's player apparently went to the DM, because she wanted to betray the party, and the DM was more than happy to give her the most broken item ever to do it. Somehow I managed to get the edge in the battle and beat the boss myself, which was no small feat, as the boss was given silver weapons, the bane of werewolves, and was aggroing me the entire encounter, because I was the most dangerous, despite most bosses being easily dealt with by our dragonborn ranger. So what now? The kitsune's betrayal failed, but we're the good guys in this situation, so we take the high road and have the kitsune arrested and thrown into jail. Not that it lasted very long, it wasn't long before they broke out and came back to the party, begging to rejoin us, which the DM made us do. Keep in mind this character had never been honest with us, to the point where my drow wasn't surprised by their betrayal at all, and after attempting to kill us, here we were being railroaded into letting them back into the party. Even after causing all this trouble, the kitsune still got the best boons of the campaign, including their own version of Excalibur, complete with free uses of Shatter and Eldritch Blast, gifted to them by a dragon turtle of all things. We found out the sword was only for the kitsune when three of us tried to grab it in turn, only to take 4d10 lightning damage each for the attempt. Naturally, this didn't happen when the kitsune grabbed it. According to the DM, the kitsune got the sword because they had just finished their arc, but already had their ultimate item with the talisman, so the end of arc prize had to also be really good. By comparison, I was going to get a plus one revenant blade that did extra damage to humanoids, since extra damage to all creatures would be overpowered. Cause that's fair, right? And now we get into the ridiculous part. Two boss fights later, we're up against a corrupted angel who seems dead set on killing the kitsune, because that's the only one it would target, making this a struggle just to keep the kitsune alive so we're not down one in the fight. I don't have anything else to do really, since I'm playing a melee fighter and the angel remains flying for the whole encounter making it impossible for me to participate. This was a running theme, with our boss encounters, where my character would usually be stuck on crowd control, or left out of the encounter completely, because the DM decided to begin the fight when I wasn't in the area. This was our 10th boss fight, but so far I've only gotten to participate in three. The beating continues until we finally get close to killing the angel, but before we can deliver a final blow, it grabs onto the kitsune and carries them up, a thousand feet up before self-destructing, instantly killing the kitsune. We managed to recover the body of the kitsune, who can't be resurrected, because apparently the soul had already been claimed by a greater demon, who then appeared before the party. He looks over the party and eventually points to me, declaring, You're going to give your soul to me in exchange for their life. There's no choice. I know not to take deals with devils, but this wasn't a deal. This was a demand. Again, the DM is singling me out for the sake of the kitsune getting a dramatic moment. My character has no reason to want to do this. The kitsune has constantly lied to us and previously attempted to kill us, but now I had to lose my soul to save them. I didn't want to ruin everyone else's fun, so to keep the game going I accept, and the kitsune is revived. At this point my character is a shell of who she was meant to be, unable to become a nun, 
unable to be the innocent and childlike person I wanted, and now even her soul was gone. She's been reduced to a sobbing mess, torn down piece by piece, all so that Kitsune could have the entire game revolve around them. Eventually, we get to my character's hometown to begin her story arc, where we attempt to overthrow the town's corrupt council. We get about five sessions in before a mid-boss arrives in town, and it happens to be another Kitsune folk, related to the one in our party. We get two turns into combat before I get banished. At this table, getting banished means rolling a d10, and ending up in one of ten different pocket dimensions until you return, except this time. My character gets nothing. I'm just plain banished, and according to the DM, this is because I didn't roleplay well enough. We're now up to 11 boss encounters and I've still only participated in three, and this time because the DM is openly admitting to singling me out and punishing me for not meeting their arbitrary standards. This was my story arc, and I've been put aside once again so the Kitsune can get in more story time. This was officially too much, and I went off. You keep preventing me from fighting every time a boss comes up, and I'm done with this. Let me be in the fight. The session ended before the encounter was over, and in the aftermath, I was booted from the game the friend group, and two other games, because the DM started spreading lies about me, all because I tried to stand up for myself. You won't be surprised to find out I broke up with the DM after that, and less surprised to know they started dating the Kitsune's player. As of this story, that game is still going, and the Kitsune's still the lead character. Not that I expected any change. As far as I know, my character was killed off, but the spirit lives on. I'm in a streaming campaign now with a new character, and despite the differences between the two, she's who my drow was supposed to be. Why anyone would sit through a paid campaign so someone else can be the main character is beyond me, but I'm glad the player found a game where they got to be the character they wanted. Please share your crazy main character stories in the comments below. Don't forget to subscribe to our channel, All Things D&D. Stay tuned for more amazing Dungeons & Dragons content every day.